welcome to Home Owner Resource, a podcast for homeowners. Dave Smythe has been working in and on homes his entire life. He's the owner of DS Plumbing, a well-respected home service business that's been serving the community since 2004. He has been certified as a home inspector, master plumber, guest technician, and was invited to speak at a Cappy National Conference. Please welcome Dave Smythe. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Homeowner Resource. I am Dave Smythe, owner of DS Plumbing. This week, we're gonna talk about or give an overview of how plumbing works in most homes, uh, certainly in North America. Um, so as most people are aware, you know, we have hot water and we have the drains, but kind of how does it work? How is it supposed to work? And where does it all go after the fact? In your home, you have water supply that comes in uh, from usually the city, but they could come from multiple sources and we'll refer to those uh, a little later on. But you have water that comes into your house from a source. Uh, this water usually has a, uh, a set pressure range to it. In North America here, our range is 25 to 80 PSI. Some areas might be higher, although it's not advised. Some areas could be lower, in which case that could indicate there's a problem with the supply or something along those lines. That water uh, feeds a series of pipework throughout the house. And once you use your fixtures, flush your toilets, have a shower and that sort of stuff, well, what happens to it? It then empties into a drain line, which is a pipe that essentially takes all that wastewater out of your house. And there you go. Um, you don't have to think about it. There's a lot that actually goes into plumbing system. Certainly in this day and age, there's a whole whack of materials that are around and that could vary on age of house, uh, whether you had any renovations going on or any number of reasons. Right? If you had uh, problems in the past, you might have a, a section that's been replaced and you have a different material in that section. So our water comes in and it's there to provide us uh, water we need for drinking, cooking, um, bathing, showering, uh, washing the cars, watering the gardens, you name it, anything that, that goes into water. And what you'll find is that if for any reason your water supply gets shut off, you find out very quickly how much you rely on that water. So the first thing is that your water comes in, uh, it's relatively cold. They, uh, the suppliers of your water don't typically control the temperature, that's usually mother nature. Um, at which point it will feed into all the cold distribution piping. Um, so that's a series of pipe that goes around to get to, say, the cold side of your taps, uh, your outside faucets, um, you know, showers, all that kind of stuff. Anytime you want hot water, well, that cold water line gets taken off right at the start and fed to a device that's going to heat up your water. In most cases, it's a water tank. Um, in North America, you could have a boiler, you have instantaneous hot water systems. They can be electric, they can gas, they can be, you know, have a whole variety of things there, but typically you have a system that heats your water up. And that will then feed into the parallel piping for the, for the most part. That will feed around and then give you hot water to your taps, um, showers, you know, maybe not toilets, not supposed to be toilets. And uh, in the occasions uh, that we've seen a few of, your outside faucets will even have hot and cold water to both in case you can get nice warm water from the side source. There's a few assumptions that we make uh, on the water coming into our house. And the first one is, oh great, I've got a nice clean supply of water that is very safe for me to drink. Uh, that's not always the case, but that's the assumption, and that's what we're assuming that the municipality, the, the region, the country, whatever we're in is going to be providing water for us. The times you're less likely to think that would be that, well, if you own the land, have your own private water source, and this could be uh, a well in most cases, and, you know, although in a lot of instances that will too be a very clean supply of water. 
but you could have your own water supply being a pond or a lake, a river or a stream. Um, and for the most part, those waters should be good for you. Um, okay. But if you're taking it from, say, a river, a stream, something like that, you already know there's lots of people swimming in that water. There's Mother Nature's controlling that water. So you have bits of trees falling in that you have um, in our neck of the woods, maybe beavers, beavers or, or raccoons or whatever else swimming in the water. You have birds that, that drop down and bathe in the water and you have absolutely anything possible that can fall in that water will get in that water. So what does that mean? Well, anything that gets in that water is a potential for you to be drinking. Not always healthy. Uh, certainly has uh, numerous uh, reasons and sources for bacteria to grow and that sort of stuff. And depending on your municipality, you could end up with that too. Although luckily with municipalities, they should be treating your water uh, to a level uh, that is um, safe for you to drink and supplied in a keeping system. Uh, so maybe I'll go into that in a little bit more detail later on. But the general assumption is you have water coming in from these various sources. And, you know, you're going to say they're fine for my fixtures. Anybody who's been in a more rural environment or even doesn't have to be rural, I suppose, you could be anywhere. You can have different grades of water. So where I live in Ottawa region, uh, our city supplies us with a wonderful, um, relatively soft source of water. We do have, there's a little bit of hardness in there, but it, it's, it's fairly minimal. So we don't tend to see a whole lot of scaling of fixtures and things like that, uh, unless we're like really negligent of our house cleaning and stuff. Um, and that's primarily because our water supply actually comes from a river, which is a naturally softer source. It has other bits and pieces in it. Again, I'll get into the supply water a bit later on. Um, but if we, if we have the uh, municipal wells, which are in the odd towns around the outside of the city, uh, where you've got a larger population zone, people aren't necessarily on their own water source. Uh, they're supplied from a municipal well. Um, now, what that means is is that there's a great big well that's been dug or drilled out by the, the, the city municipality, and they're treating that water, but that water is from a different source. So in a lot of the regions around us, that's actually hard water. So those people, although they might have um, health and safe water, sorry, healthy and safe water to drink and consume, it's not actually, um, say, the best quality of water. So you might find in those areas that you have furring of your kettle, you might find that your fixtures get uh, grubby or wear out a lot more easily than what's in the water. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it, it's just that's the water quality. Um, and then you can also go into, uh, say, cottage country where you're taking water off from a, a, a lake, river, stream, something like that. And your water is not typically safe to drink for the most part. Okay, yeah, you may be able to, depending on where you're situated and what's around you. Um, but there's a good chance you're going to have something in that water, which you might not want to do. So typically, you'll be boiling your water at that point uh, before wanting to drink it. But for anything else, filling toilets, uh, you know, showering, washing, whatever, that water should be perfectly good for you. Um, moving on to the hot side of things. So we're taking our cold water supply and we're... Uh, effectively boiling it up. So our hot water tank is um, on a very basic level, a kettle. And what it does is just take your water, you sit it in there and it boils over for a while, heats up, and then you have a nice supply of hot water to, to mount your, your house. Um, again, it, it flows through all the same, not the same piping, but you know, similar piping next to it. Um, and it provides you with hot water. And of course, uh, as most of you are going to go, well, okay, all I have to do is turn one tap on or another tap or mix them or slide the handle around one direction. And you can control the temperature of the water coming out of your tap. Um, and for years and years, that's been up to the uh, competence of the homeowner as to whether they burn themselves or not or how they control their water. Uh, nowadays, we have uh, 
rules and regulations where we've got to limit the temperature to minimize the chance of uh, scalding or burning instances that have obviously gone on in lots of cases. All right. Um, okay. And then we get into the drain side. So with our with our drains, we're going, okay, that's a mechanism that most people tend not to think too, too much about uh, while they're working. Again, for the most part, you go in, you'll have your shower, and you'll be looking down maybe at your feet and go, oh, you know what, uh, all the water's just disappearing through this hole in the bottom, and I don't even need to kind of worry about that. Great, it's just gone away, you turn the water off, you get out, you dry yourself off, and, and then, hey, presto, it's gone. But where has it gone? Does it happen? It's magically disappeared. Of course, uh, if that hole was just open to the floor below and not connected to any piping, you'd be flooding out the room below, or, you know, someone's going to be coming in there getting a shower. Uh, when they weren't expecting to and something like that. So we have our, our pipes called our drains that are connect to all our sinks, our uh, showers, baths, um, pretty much any area that runs water, laundry tubs, uh, washing machines, those sort of things tend to have drains near or around them. Um, <clears throat> and even in the basement, you should be having a floor drain, uh, which is essentially to drain out your house should it flood. Um, so you have all these pipes and what they do is they uh, connect uh, in and around all your floors that you know and then they're supposed to be designed or they should be designed I should say um, where they're sloping down to take your water away so there's no water that really should be held in your plumbing system other than for the traps which is something I'm going to do in later episode as to kind of what they do and why but your um, your drains are supposed to be sloping down to a point where they essentially take your water out of the house and the reason you want that to be taken away is if you were to um, have all the water that you used around your house, for the most part, it's not going to be the best quality of water to keep around, certainly if it's just sitting somewhere um, and stagnating. So what we do is we get rid of that. And of course, most people think, well, you know, I could in this day and age use shower water for flushing toilets or something like that. Um, again, getting into water recovery systems will probably be another conversation another time. Um, but in most cases, we're thinking, okay, if I'm washing my kitchen sinks and I've got all sorts of slimy bits of food and oils and greases and stuff going down there, and of course, I'm flushing my toilets, so I have uh, waste products and all that kind of stuff. I don't want those kind of hanging around. You imagine that after a little bit of time, that stuff's going to smell pretty bad. It, you know, um, you'll have germs growing on the bits that are in there. There's a lot of bacteria that will grow, say, on the food from sinks or even from shower drains and hair. There's a lot of bacteria that will grow just on uh, the bits of hair and the skin that, that kind of builds up in your pipes over time. So, And I'm not saying that to kind of gross anybody out, but this is just kind of how it works. Um, so we want to get that water gone. And so typically it's gone out to um, outside the house to a, to a waste treatment uh, facility of some description. And I say um, waste treatment, uh, you know, in general terms at this point, again, that's something that I will go into at a later time. But for the most part, we're getting the water out. Now, your, your waste treatment system could be if you're in a rural property or somewhere away from a big city, you're going to most likely have a septic tank um, and a whole system that, that then works with that. You could, as in the instances of, say, maybe a trailer park, or um, uh, summer camp or something like that, you may potentially either have a septic tank or system, or you could have a holding tank. And with a holding tank, it's essentially where all this fluid goes, and it's requiring to get pumped out every day um, to make sure that it gets emptied so there's room for more waste to go in there. Uh, for most standard houses in big uh, big neighborhoods and that sort of stuff, we're going to have uh, the municipal waste system. So your, your, your water leaves your house and goes off out and gets treated by the city somewhere. Someone would like to think that all that, uh, you know, gets magically uh, sorted out and there's no pollution ever in the world. Um, some of those systems potentially can be not the best. Uh, in other places in the world, they, they are still have, have issues with that. But anyway, that'll be another episode. Uh, so on a very 
basic level, we have water coming into your house under pressure, uh, which allows it to force its way around the system and supply you with copious uh, amounts of water to clean yourself and all that stuff. And then when, you're, when you've used all the water and you don't want it anymore, um, assuming that it's not going on your, your gardens uh, or, or yards or whatever for watering purposes, and it's going down the drain and going out somewhere and treated somehow. And that's your overview. If you have any questions on this, uh, please write them down and send them to questions at homeownerresource.ca. And that's questions at homeownerresource.ca. And we'll be able to uh, answer those on upcoming episodes. Hope you enjoyed this one, and we'll see you on the next one.